Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Welcome back to the People Gardener podcast. Excited to be with you this week. I am going to be talking about this book, Fierce Conversations, by Susan Scott, and throw in a few other other things. Communication, it is so, so vital to being an effective leader, to actually building teams that know that they're seen, heard, and valued. In this book, one of the excerpts on the back of it, I'm just going to read it to you. It's a quote by Susan. While no single conversation is guaranteed to change the trajectory of a career, a company, a relationship, or a life, any single conversation can beautiful, optimistic look at the power of a conversation. So in the book, everything that I'm going to be talking about the book, this is all Susan. It's not me. I I just wanted to share that this book is really, really valuable, really encourage you to pick it up. If you're on my email list, you'll get a link. It's on the Be Interested app in the resource library. Grab it. What she talks about is having the fierce conversation. What the outcome is and what you're looking to do is to overcome barriers to meaningful conversation, to handle strong emotions on both sides of the table, whether you're for or against whichever side you're on, that you can deal with the emotions that you feel in a way that can move the conversation forward. To expand and enrich your most valuable currency in leadership, that is relationships. To increase clarity and improve understanding when you are present and actively listening, you gain a better understanding of the other person's or the other person's perspective. To catalyze creativity and problem solving and passion and to connect with your colleagues, customers, and family at a deep level. This is these fierce conversations in leadership isn't just in the workplace. It can happen in your family. It can happen in your neighborhood. If you learn how to have these fierce conversations, 
all of your relationships are going to benefit from it. She has nine different, nine different areas or parts that she encourages people to look at. The first one is master the courage to interrogate reality. And wow, this is something that I have been going through for myself, interrogating myself. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I think that doing it the way that I'm doing it is the right way? What is it that I'm not doing? What am I not willing? Yeah, it's been tough. It's been really uncomfortable. And when you, when you are working at getting to a place that you can be open, this is the starting point. Being courageous enough to go, okay, so what do I believe? Well, why do I believe that? Getting really clear on what it is that you want to have the conversation about. And so she comes up with different exercises. I've created a workbook that's on the Be Interested app in the resource library. And I've included the different exercises that she recommends when it comes to working at this particular thing. As I've mentioned before, I'm big on clarity. So one of the exercises is describe the problem in 25 words or less. So you're going to have this fierce conversation because there's a challenge, there's an issue. You need to take the time, boil it down, 25 words or less, so that you are really clear on what the problem is. The next area is come out from behind yourself into the conversation. When you use sentence starters like I feel or I think, I want, you're expressing your thoughts and your emotions, right? Honestly. And it's doing this is to encourage those that you're talking to that they would reciprocate and share with you. Don't hold back what you feel because in you sharing that feeling, they then get a better understanding of where you're coming from and what's important to you. The third is be here, prepared to be nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no phones, distractions. I, I mean, you're there. You want to understand and hear everything that they're talking about and pausing listening to what's going on. Tackle your toughest challenge today. So I'm going to read this exercise because I found it, I found it fascinating. To begin with heart, before a challenging conversation, reflect on your intention and what you hope to achieve. This exercise helps you set a positive tone and stay focused on the desired outcome. Intention is so important. And part of what I got from all of this is fierce conversations are intentional conversations. You are choosing to have this, could be difficult, 
could be simply necessary. It could be clarifying. But understanding, what is your intention? What is the outcome that you're looking for? And then taking the time to go through the conversation in your mind before you have it, what you want to bring up. Because you may find that, hey, well, I want to bring this up. And then you look at it against the outcome that you said you wanted. Yeah, no, that, that is not helpful. That is not instructive. It's not moving the conversation towards the outcome. So you need to pull that away. Definitely spend time looking at your own heart and looking at what it is that you want to happen as a result of this conversation. Obey your instincts. One of the things that she mentions here is the fierce questions, and that's an exercise. Develop a list of probing questions to ask during conversations. They encourage deeper discussion, greater understanding. So you're using those open-ended questions and just be willing to instinctually feel and recognize what somebody is trying to share with you. Take responsibility for your emotional wake. This one really hit me because, you know, when you're in the throes of a conversation and you walk away from the conversation, more often than not, you're not consciously focused on that way as you leave. How has what you said and how you said it impacted the, the water? Our words can be uplifting and they can absolutely tear down. They can, just like a knife right to the heart. So what are the emotional ripples that are happening as you leave? And ripples aren't the problem. It's the emotion that's attached to those ripples. So the ripple could be Somebody being absolutely de devastated, demoralized, their self-esteem is in the toilet as a result of your conversation. Not a good conversation, okay? But if that's the way uh, presented, let's say, that could be the ripple effect. But your fierce conversation that you're having with somebody because they're not performing as they, as they should, it could be energized, uplifted, and supported because of how you chose to have that conversation. Yes, they understand that they're not doing their job. Yes, it's clear to them that they have not been pulling their weight. It's clear that they need to improve, that their job is on the line. But what they feel and that ripple that's coming out of it is that I, you are there for them. You will help them. You will have uh, them be accountable. You're giving them the responsibility and the authority to make the changes necessary in order to improve their performance. So that ripple is a wonderful 
wonderful thing. Be aware of the emotional weight. And when you intentionally go into a conversation, that has to be part of that outcome. You want to make sure that your emotional weight is a positive, uplifting one. Then we've got let silence do the heavy lifting. Oh, yeah, us yappers. This can be a this can be a challenge. Embrace the moments of silence. And part of the reason for silence is giving people the opportunity to collect their own thought, to form a sentence, to really internalize what was just said and how they feel about it, what they think about it, so that they can come up with a response. Some of us are more inclined to have a to have a response on the quicker side. And others, they're very deliberative. They're being is very deliberative. You need to honor that and give them the opportunity to feel comfortable with what their next words are going to be. Acknowledge the elephant in the room. Again, go back to your outcome, but you definitely want to acknowledge that this is the conversation. This is why we're having the conversation. And make it so that it is okay. Be open about the elephant in the room. Help them understand that you're not making this great big huge deal about it necessarily. Yes, you're addressing it. But it isn't this humongous thing that has to be uncomfortable. You want to be open so that you can create the environment and the space for an honest conversation. As, as, as a business owner, when you share how something that somebody is doing is impacting the customer, impacting the company, impacting those that they work amongst, you want the, and the person to have the best opportunity possible to get it, to actually see it. Because the reason you're having this conversation is because they don't see it as a problem. They don't recognize what they might be doing that's causing all of these other issues. If you're not on my email list, get on it. Go to rondadelaney.com. You can sign up for it. was prepping for this and... I came across a YouTube video. The gal's name is Celeste Headley, and it is all about improving your conversations. I have the link in the resource library, but you can find it online. I'll also have it in the, in the newsletter. But something that um, really grabbed my attention was a Pew study of over 10,000 people. We're more divided and less likely to compromise now than ever before. And conversations need to be balanced. And what that balance is, 
is between speaking and listening. Having face-to-face conversations are more challenging than sending a text or sending an email. And so a lot of people have not developed the skill of having conversation. Having conversations with people that are ideologically different, politically different, you can still have conversations. And she does a great job at helping you see that just because you don't necessarily like someone or you don't necessarily agree with their politics or agree with their health choices or who knows what you might not agree with, you can still have a good conversation, a meaningful conversation. And she encourages you to enter every conversation assuming, yes, this is one place where assuming is okay, you have something to learn. If you go in wanting to learn, you will learn. And the area, the area number nine, is to take responsibility for your conversations. Evaluate them. When you're finished, go and you could have a book and go back and jot down your thoughts about that conversation and critically look at how you conducted yourself. Were your words appropriate? Were you clear? How was your tone? What about inflection? Did you talk too much? Were you actively listening? Start working at holding yourself accountable for having these fierce, wonderful conversations. So I really encourage you to have a look at this book, Fierce Conversations by Sue Scott, and also check out that YouTube video. If you're not on my email list, get on it. Every week I communicate with you and talk about different leadership things. Often it's a recap of what's on the podcast, but all of the links are there. My Be Interested app is certainly a place that has lots of great resources. So that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Hopefully you have a nugget or two that you'll be able to implement this week as part of your ever-evolving leadership style. If you haven't already downloaded the Be Interested app. It's my new app. It's available on Apple uh, App Store and also the Google Play Store. I do have free content on there. I have my 25 Ways to Be Interested Workbook and Challenge, which is a wonderful um, step-by-step, day-to-day way of incorporating those questions, the whys of being interested in your people. There's also uh, videos on there and a resource. So we've got TED Talks and books and podcasts. And yeah, it's just lots of wonderful resources for you. So absolutely go and check it out. And we'll talk to you next week.